over 30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. Man, it is an action-packed weekend. Not only in Arizona, but all across the fruited plain of the U.S. of A. (laughs) The fruited plain. We've got Mardi Gras in New Orleans. We've got President's Day weekend. We haven't even mentioned that it's President's Day weekend. Take a couple minutes, all of you, and uh, read a paragraph on your favorite president. And I, we could run a trivia test. I've, I've said it on the air many times. Who, of all the presidents this country has ever had, which one was the single most greatest president? Hmm. Okay. That's, that's a hard one. Uh, it's actually very there's, easy. There's so many. The, the next one? <laughs> the the <laughs> next one. Hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully the next hopefully one. Hopefully the next one. So it's President's Day week. Because the time and circumstances surrounding their presidency has such a factor to and, all And not yeah. agree with Romeo on that. Yeah. It depends on what they have to deal with. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I, I will defer to all of that. But hopefully we, the next we one's have, my answer. We have one man who stands out as the most qualified when he got to office and the most efficient and effective while in office. And uh, I, you can you can text your answer to Rosie on the house doc, or email your answer to Rosie on the house dot com, and I'll I'll share with you who I believe that man is next weekend. But it'll encourage you to go read something on a, one of your favorite presidents. It's always good to brush up on these people. Now the other thing going on this weekend, we were talking about spring cleaning last week or last hour. This weekend, for the next three days, is an event going on by the Audubon Society in the Cornell Lab of Ornithology called the Great Backyard Bird Count. If you're thinking about looking for something to do with your kids, this is a fabulous, fabulous event. You can sign up, you can log on, and you can go out for 15-minute durations and just spot birds. If you need help identifying them, they even give you tips. You can publish lists of birds you'll probably see in your backyard with images of them so you can kind of compare. And then you can put on a map that is a global map, and you can report your finding. Ooh, I found a curved bill thrasher at 64th Street and Bell Road. And you ping it. And a little light goes on the map. And you can watch these lights lighting up across the entire global map. People all over the world are doing this the next few days. The Great Backyard Bird Count. Romy, you even downloaded an app for it. Well, you, y'all had mentioned it last week, the Merlin Bird ID. And that following Monday, you know, our, our weekends are Sunday, Monday. Yep. We go Tuesday through Saturday. We are outside just doing some chores, doing some projects, and the birds were just singing away. Happy. And I'm like, holy cow. Happy birds. It, it's like we couldn't even talk. It was so loud at some points. And it dawned on me, y'all just mentioned a sound app, so I'm like, well, let's try it out. So I download. It takes a while to download. Now, it does, yes. It we're, does. we're pretty remote. We do not have great service out where we are. So if you're in town, and that was high-speed internet. It might be a lot faster. It seemed like it took like an hour 
between because once you have to download the app, then you have to select your region. And then it downloads all the sounds That's for right. the birds likely in your region, whether they live full time or it's migratory birds that pass through. And that was like almost a gigabyte of data as well. So by the time it all finally downloads, you turn it on and you got to access the microphone so it can listen, yada, yada, yada. But it's pretty cool because you just get as close to the bird as you can and you hit record and it starts like narrowing down. And it, it, it was bouncing between two different birds and like, it would go and it would say, yeah, it's probably this one. And then it's, no, no, it's this one. Or, you know, it, it couldn't quite tell which of the two. But luckily, um, the two options it gave me, um, the white crown sparrow isn't something you find this far south often. So the only other one it could have been was the uh, Ben Dyer Thrasher. And, I mean, you, you see, yes, look at it the details. It gives you an image of it. What it looks like. It was the exact bird we were looking at. And I was really impressed because it had to decipher a lot. When you listen back to the audio, I mean, there's wind. You can hear our country music in the background. You can hear, you know, the the diesel. You know, there's a a lot going on. That's a Waylon Jennings bird. And yeah. So you can hear all of that in the background, but it still picked up the bird. It was pretty impressive. The crested Waylon Jennings. And uh, that was the Marlin. Merlin, M-E-R-L-I-N, Merlin Bird ID. It's and a free I, app. It is, and I, I'm sure there's a lot more you could do with it if you created an account. It keeps asking me to do that and everything, but I just, like, I, you I create, haven't gotten all that. You can start building your life list from it, and uh, it actually records all the recordings you ever make as well as your life list. It gives you GPS locations of where you saw it, when you saw it, and you can actually put little notes in there. Like, Jennifer was smooching my neck when I heard this uh Mm. Cur- Curveville Thrasher. So that's how it works. <laughs> okay. I'm writing that down. All right. All right. So right here at Rosie on the House, we were just sharing with you the events that are going on this weekend that you can possibly participate in. That great backyard bird count is a fabulous family event. It's a, if, if you could get your kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews excited for, with another reason to get outside. I love geocaching, and I love bird watching, bird identifying, and bird counting. But we're here to talk about your house, home, castle, or cabin, and everything it has to do with remodeling, repair, and hopefully if you're keeping up with all those things and you have time to take care of some of these other things. Later in this hour, Romy, you have some things you want to give away for free. Oh, you know what? We do have a lot of promotions this week. Uh, the Renaissance Festival, 35th annual. They've been doing that festival as long as Rosie's been broadcasting here in Arizona. It's happening at 50-acre venue out east of the Phoenix metro area on US 60. When you go, you've got to have a lot of patience. I mean, it's to, to, it's popular. to get there, <laughs> wait in line, park, get inside. You know, it's, it's not a five-minute thing here. I mean, it is probably going to take you a half hour. And we've gotten stuck in the traffic coming through rodeos a few times, and it's like, holy smokes. Yes. But this weekend is royalty weekend. Next weekend is time travelers weekend. They've also got pirates and brewfest weekend. Wizards and wonders, Celtic weekend. Uh, theater weekend. And then fool's masquerade. You can go to, uh, it is AZ. Dot, or excuse me, Arizona.renfestinfo.com uh, for that complete schedule. But we do have two tickets. 
uh, adult admission. It's a $68 value. Just text us at 411-923. What is the name of the medieval device that uh, they would put in the town square and they'd lock your head and your hands and leave you there for a pre... I don't know. Was it a predetermined set of time or I was guess, it till... I guess the judge so they thought yeah, that. Yeah, you yeah. learn your lesson. Yeah. So what was the name of that instrument? Yes. And text it to 411923, and we'll just pick a random person. And this is actually physical paper, unlike uh, all of our other sports tickets where you're all electronic now. And you actually pick them up at Will Call. So I fill it out, send it down there. Or I guess I send it to them, and then they take it to Will Call. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So So you don't have to mess with your apps and all that. So we'll do that one right now. And then uh, after bottom of the hour news, we do have Coyotes tickets if you're a hockey fan. So Very good. Spring. It's spring in Arizona. Lots to do and lots to go around. You're welcome to join the conversation and call us with any question you have about your house, one 767 4348 We take lots of calls during the week. We take lots of email inquiries during the week. And that's uh, kind of what we call in-house as our red notebook. So I know Jennifer has stored up for me about five or six questions that have been coming in through the week for Romy and I. And we're going to get to those right after this short break. But now is a great time with open lines if you'd like to join the conversation. Give us a ring at one 767 right? Let us put our remodeling experience to work for you. Someone asked me the other day, how long have you been doing this? Really, from the time I got my driver's license in 1972, the only way I could graduate high school was do favors for the teachers around their house install sprinkler systems, install little patios, install, go do, do a little paint or a little repair. Apple for the teacher didn't uh, cut it, know, right? Not, yeah. not for me. It took a little bit more than that. I had to work a little harder than that. So that's generally uh, when, I, when I started in my little Jeep CJ5, Buick V6. Uh, man, me and that Jeep, we covered some miles. I drove that Jeep. Uh, soft top with no doors to New Orleans about six or seven times. We covered some miles in that little baby. But in the back, I had my little toolkit, and that's where I started a little handyman repair business for basically for my high school teachers. And uh, we carried that on to become a full-service design-build remodeling company that Jennifer and I founded, and we've been doing that ever since. And I love home remodeling. I, when I make a list of the clients we've had and the people I've been able to meet and the folks I've been able to get to know, I don't know how else I could have become on such a personal relationship with absolutely some of the most intriguing and successful people on the planet. It's been, it's been a real blessing. And I want to throw that out to any of you that are considering a career. If you would like to join the Rosie on the House team, if you're not happy in the construction business or remodeling business where you are right now, Rosie on the House remodeling is growing and we're hiring. And so is virtually everyone on the Rosie on the House referral network. So if you're not happy where you are, that's your own fault. There's plenty of places you can take a look to improve your life, your career, and home remodeling and construction is a science. It ain't what it used to be. It's a great career choice. Shake of that leg, chef. Shake of that leg. Hey, 
Another thing is going on. We're talking about all things going on this weekend. President's Day weekend, Mardi Gras, uh, the great backyard bird count. You know what else is going on this month? The 50th birthday of the CAP. Woo! 50 years, baby. I'm going to drink some That's, water on that. Uh, you're going yeah, to drink, drink a glass water. of water on that. Huh? If you are new to Arizona and you live anywhere in the Phoenix metro area, you have seen this. Actually, it, it ends in Tucson. So, yep. you know, between Phoenix and Tucson. 300-mile ditch. Um, Actually, 336 miles. Okay. <laughs> okay. If you want to be really technical. And it brings in, well, when we don't have restrictions. It brings in 1.4 million acre feet of water to the state. I think we're only at like 900,000 acre feet right now with the tier cutbacks. I mean, even when there wasn't restrictions, we were only taking 1.2. We weren't taking our full allotment because we didn't need it. Back in 1973, it was $4 billion to build that booger. Woo! Watch out! <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a huge lifeline. It's a third percent of our water supply piped in through the Colorado River. Delivered to municipalities and farming uh, and and reservations all all through the state. Happy birthday, CAP. Let's see if we can go to the callers. We've got a big load here calling from southern Arizona, Pima County, Tucson area. Let's bring Beverly into the conversation. Good morning, Miss Beverly. Hello, are you there? Yes, ma'am. Hello, Rosie. Um, thank you for taking my call. Yes, ma'am. Uh, I have a question regarding a mini split. Okay. Uh, I had it installed on the outside of my house on some metal frames attached to stucco two by six framing. Nice. And um, it is the noise from the outside part of the unit is transferring in the house. It sounds like an airplane taking off. And so I um, put a ladder underneath it and jacked it up off the frame and then went inside and listened. And it's really quiet so i'm wondering if you could recommend any way to stop that noise from transferring in the house and you say I it's a various types okay and you say it's a brand new unit brand new and it, it's real quiet when i pulled it off the frame yeah yeah uh, but when i set it back on and i even i put some cork and various uh sound uh suppression devices on on the uh, between the frame and the unit, and that didn't work. Okay. Well, if I were you, Beverly, and I had just paid a licensed, bonded, insured contractor to mount that mini split on my house, and it was causing that kind of racket and noise, I'd call that contractor back and ask them what would they suggest we do. You ought to be able to sound isolate the vibration from the unit and the frame. We do that, generally speaking, with just large rubber gasket bushings that bolt the unit to the frame, and that generally quiets it down. And when you say it's quiet, I'm glad to hear that, because my first thought was, well, there must be something wrong with the unit, because a mini split is generally so quiet, you don't even know it's on. So whatever little vibration it's picking up and passing through, you can, you can isolate the unit, from the wall frame, you can isolate the wall frame from the stucco. There's several ways you can get in there. But gosh, if I had just paid to have a licensed, bonded, insured contractor install that, I'd place a call to them and say, I'm tickled to death with everything but this. 
what do you suggest? And uh, what we'll do is uh, I recently just, we just recently did a, a similar installation to this. Um, and I'm going to send you a picture of how we have installed one uh, for a client. And take a look at it. Take, uh, go ahead and expand it. Look at it real close. Um, and you'll, you'll see the, the bushings and the bolting system and all that. So I'll text you that photograph as well. We've got a call from Santan. I uh, see from Steve, but Steve, we're going to have to wait and take a little break here, and then we'll we'll get to your call. That leaves open lines. Jennifer's been on the phone uh, juggling phone calls like a, like a juggler juggling hot apples in there. The number is one 767 4348 Just right now, there is an open line. If you'd like to jump on, you're certainly welcome to give it a try. One of the things. So, have you found a winner for your Renaissance tickets? They're they're all right. There was there's okay. two answers: okay. stocks or uh, pillory. Okay. And virtually everyone's right. So we just got to go through and find pick a random right. Okay. Has anyone guessed the best president? Uh the only one we got for that was Theodore Roosevelt. Oh, okay. So far, all right. A good a, a good president, but not the man that I've got in mind. Myself and I'm like like Gary says. Everyone's got one based on what Ooh. that particular president and administration was dealing with at the, at the time. I, I just found a wrong answer. Guillotine is not the right Ooh. answer. The, the device Ooh. we're talking about is if it's the lethal. Survivable. If it's lethal, I'd much rather the guillotine than a pillory. <laughs> a pillory, you're just tied in restraint there for. If it is a guillotine, uh, call Alice Cooper. He knows a little bit about those. Oh <laughs> man! Oh man! Oh man! And then you're going to give some coyote tickets away in the next segment as well, right? We do have them. Okay. All of that lining up right here at Rosie on the House on a weekend. We talk about all the things that are going on. Let us know what's going on at your house. And now. We've got uh, Steve, uh, and we've got, uh, looks like Kathleen, and we've got Stephanie. So everyone's calling in, loading up. It's our job to get to your calls as quick as we can. we got to go on a little bitty, bitty, bitty break here, uh, catch up with what's going on around the block, around the state, around the country, and around the world with news. But when we get back, it's more of you and your house right here with us at Rosie on the House. You know, we do a lot of call-in lifelines if we get a question that we are not sure the answer to. Or like, was that two weekends ago? We had three or four plumbing questions all in a row. And we That's got right. George from Isley's on the line, and he helped us go through those answers. Well, we had a text question come in. A uh, homeowner has used, been using 600 grit, excuse me, 6,000 grit sandpaper to clean the glass in their shower. And has really liked the results they've been getting, but wanted to know, could they put that on a electric sander and sand it? And said, my, I, I didn't know the answer. So I just said, let me ask Dennis, but do you really want to find out? I'm like, yeah, probably not. That's why I haven't tried it. Well, Dennis said, yeah, absolutely not. You've got to put too much pressure on the electric to get that off. And it will 
create the uh, the glass to break, crack, shatter. But he says, if you do that, don't forget to call them at ABC Glass, and they can replace that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> don't mess with glass, that's for sure. <clears throat> and you know what? That's a perfect example of what we try to do here at Roosevelt. We don't try to even be an expert on everything. We've got lifelines. We've got friends. We've got associates, trusted professionals in virtually every trade in every corner of Arizona. So regardless what your question is, if we don't know the answer, we know someone who does. So we want to be the most accurate source of friendly information so you never have to hesitate calling and knowing what you get is going to be correct, it's going to be delivered respectfully, politely, and with a little bit of fun. Let's see if we can go to Steve in Santan, see if we can take care of a situation he's working out around his home. Good morning, Steve. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Here's my situation. Uh, I had laminate flooring put down um, about a year ago, and um, I I have a desk area in my master bedroom. And so I had one of those glass tops that you could, you know, put your, de- your chair on. Okay. Well, what I didn't know was I had some water from some drinks that I had go underneath that, and it was trapped under there for months. So when I went to clean the glass, that's when I found that out. And, of course, I wiped it up, let it dry out. But as a result, some of the laminate is starting to peel. So I'm not skilled at all that. I didn't want a result of taking that out and replacing I do have some replaces, but I've seen that and it's not always as easy as it looks i was wondering if i could just generally sand it down and then i saw these things on amazon a friend recommended they look like little crayon type paste you you put it on there smooth it in and it kind of helps to seal it you can use it on furniture too now, i don't know if you know what i'm talking about yeah but uh, i'm looking at doing that or whatever else would be simple because i'm not a skilled man in that Okay, Steve, well, I think I know absolutely, positively, completely the easiest way to solve this. Once the, once the vinyl has completely dried, go back with a dark-colored chair mat that covers that area. <laughs> Don't go back with a clear glass panel. Uh, the vinyl flooring is only got a protective wear across the top. Once you're through that protective wear, you're down to the image of whatever that vinyl tile is being made to look like. And once you've broached that surface, there isn't going to be anything you can do to bring it back. You can do some of the faux faux painting and faux finishing with some of those furniture crayons and stuff like that. But I don't think you're going to be able to put that on in a manner where it's going to stay. So if I'm Steve and I'm not a real significant handyman... I'm going to replace my clear glass chair pad with a solid color chair pad. But I'd make sure it's good and dry first. Let's not let's not trap any more moisture down there. Oh, and be careful when you're drinking there at the desk too. There, one triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you as we clear a call. That's your opportunity to jump on the line. Oh, I want this next call. Let's go to Matt in Glendale. Oh, he's, I want this next call. He's an SRP customer. He has two bids for solar. And like most people, he's confused because yeah, they, for good reason. <laughs> no. 
for good reason. Good morning, Matt. Jennifer, before we take Matt's call, I need you to go to the closet and get my soapbox. Not just one of them. Get all three of them. I'm going to get up on top of all three soapboxes here. Okay, Matt, what are you dealing with as it relates to solar at your house? Well, well, I'm I'm glad you're getting three soapboxes, and <laughs> you could rename me confused. Okay, all right. I, yeah, I've got two bids, and they are not comparable. Yep. And I narrowed it down. I got interested in this again when a guy came to the door, and I realized that yep, solar panels are more efficient than they were 20 years ago and and maybe i would have a look at it okay so the first guy that came to the door he said okay they're doing an installation the following day and here's where they're doing it yep and it turned out the installer uh was a subcontractor yep so i looked up the subcontractor on the uh board of uh of contractor registration and they had so many complaints against them that I figured I would get more electricity by buying a steam engine and uh, burning dollar bills as fuel. Good, good, so I decided good. not to go with them. I'll sell, you, I'll sell you the steam engine. <laughs> good. All right, Matt. I like you so far. Keep going. Okay. No, wait. Let me ask so you one. Wait, 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 wait. Let me ask you one question. You mentioned this man came to your door. Can I assume he came to your door completely unsolicited? Completely unsolicited. There were two guys. Okay. All right. Okay. And my wife came out, and they split us up. Yeah. Yep. Yep. uh, yep. Okay. Oh, boy. You're, you're, maybe I'm going to need a. I'm going to need a fourth soapbox. And, you, and you your billy it? stick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, now then you wanted yeah. to describe a second situation. What was that second situation? Okay. Um, a, a couple of days later, two other guys came to the door, and we sent them away. We figured, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. But the big thing they had going is they said SRP is raising their rates 4%. Yeah. Uh, APS uh, actually has a file in front of the Corporation Commission right now. SRP rates will probably follow, but that that is not a reason to consider solar. And it seems like, from my observation, it takes about two years from the time a rate increase is submitted to the time it's finally negotiated and approved. And as soon as that's done, they're following right up with the next rate increase. That just seems to be... The cycle right now. Okay, let me let me try something. So, here, Matt, yes, it's it's always going to be going up, like everything else. You've got two proposals that aren't even close to each other. I, Are I don't think they've ever submitted to the Corporation Commission a rate increase decrease. <laughs> no, uh, you've got two proposals for solar. Are they both for about the same size system? No, and oh, at okay. least uh, they were honest with me in you know what the equipment's going to be and uh what the output should be on a nice sunny day one is for 30 uh hyundai brand uh 400 watt panels and that one is well of course the proposal's got different information on different pages the one with 30 panels 
is a cash price of around $30,000. We are absolutely not interested in leasing or financing. Good. If we're going to do good. this, we're just going to write them a check. Good, good, good. Okay. And In fact, that completely ruined the sales pitch for yeah, the, yeah. The, the guys that came to the front door because they said, we'll give you free electricity. Yeah, I know, I know. And, and, and if you live in this zip code, the government will pay for it. Okay, Matt, I'm going to put you on hold. I want you to sit in a chair, and I want you to take notes. Now, for those of you that are bashful, women and children, turn away your eyes, because I'm about ready to pull the pants off the solar industry, and it's not going to be pretty. The solar industry operates with salespeople that are very often third party, and they come to your house unsolicited. Many times they will ask to take a picture of your electric panel. Don't let them do it. If they've come to your house unsolicited, don't let them on your property. These independent Broker-type salespeople are free to quote whatever price they want, and then they will go find a licensed-bonded contractor in the solar industry, and they'll sell that contract to that contractor, regardless how many complaints that contractor has against them. So you've, when you're looking at solar, make sure you initiated the research. Do not ever respond to someone knocking on your door saying we're here to do you a favor we're here because the government's going to pay for your solar system we're here to install a free solar system we're here to take a picture of your electric panel chase them off your property i can tell you this true story a homeowner that we know dearly a regular listener of the show actually had one of these people come to their house and she let them take a picture of the electric panel. He came back two days later and came back with a quote for a 20-kilowatt system for $90,000. I said, okay, okay, don't do anything. I want you to call one of the Rosie certified solar contractors and don't tell them anything. Just tell them you're interested in looking at your considering solar. She called the Rosie Certified Solar Contractor who came out to their house, did a full analysis of what her prior power consumption was. And the exact and they quoted the exact same size system. So the unsolicited bid was almost $90,000. Absolutely insane. That that salesman had built himself about a $55,000 commission into that contract. And he was going to take that and there would have been every solar installer in town willing to buy it. And they would, and they would have made another profit on top of that. Okay. The Rosie certified solar contractor that went out to the same house, bid the same system was under $30,000. So I'm, I'm, I'm about ready to go on a rampage with the solar industry because they use misleading tactics, misleading information, dishonest, disreputable, un, untrained people just out there doing nothing but pushing these panels at a commission they know nothing about. Well, I better take a breath. Well, and while you do, it, it operates in the reverse of that, too. Um, some people will go out there and undersell a unit or a system trying to make you think you're saving all this money, and then you end up with, you know, so you think, okay, oh, well, here's somebody that's not 
trying to take advantage of me. No, they're just selling you a cheaper system because it's easier to make a sale. You don't have enough panels to offset your entire electric bill. And it's not corrected with a smart switch, which I wouldn't get solar without a smart switch. What's a smart switch? Well, when the power goes out, your solar panels shut down. Well, By law. Right. I mean, they might still be collecting electricity, sure, but it's not going anywhere. Because if there's down power lines somewhere or a transformer that's going out, you don't want the workers out there. You know, they've got power coming from the power plant that's shut off. Well, they can't have power coming from your solar panels while they're fixing that. You know, back, it, back feeding into the grid. So it shuts off. So a smart switch, and it takes batteries to work with this, will say, okay, the power's out from this supply source, don't send any power back down the transmission line and charge these batteries. And when uh, you don't have daytime solar to substitute, switch over to nighttime batteries, then the batteries work. And then when the daylight kicks back on, the solar starts charging the batteries and operating your house. So you need a couple more pieces to work with it. And some people will get upset because they'll end up getting undersold a unit thinking they're making all this great. And then they end up, with a piece of, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars piece of junk because it doesn't do what they're expecting it to do. But we've got three great solar partners at rosieonthehouse.com. Go to rosieonthehouse.com for any and all service contractors, licensed, bonded, insured, in business locally at least five years. Third party customer reviews to the, through the guild quality, and they're all still five star written. Uh, complaint resolution policy and code of ethics. Click find a certified partner, select your category. Put in your zip code or city, hit search, and you'll find everyone for that category statewide. And then there's a map there you can navigate to the closest partner in your area or the closest partners if you want to talk to a few of them. Now, um, Monday, I'm giving you my voice mailbox. Well, I already told you I take Mondays off. <laughs> We're going to have every solar company in the town, except those that are Rosie certified. Leaving me nasty messages, but or I'm, the I'm, good ones wanting to join the network I, thing. Yeah, yes, that's so. the exact message yeah. we need to preach. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I want to jump on that bandwagon with you, Rosie. I'm so fed up with the solar industry taking advantage of so many people. Hey, I blew through the Coyotes tickets. We kind of got sidetracked on that solar. So text the answer to four one one nine two three, and you. A correct right answer winner will be going random. We'll be going to the Coyotes versus as they host the Calgary Flames Wednesday, February 22nd. Puck drop at 730. What's the longest winning streak for the Arizona Coyotes? And they've they've hit this number twice. Okay. So it's if you're looking around and it, it's the same. They've, they've gotten to this point twice. Text that to 411-923. The Coyotes longest Winning streak. And then a follow-up on our previous one. And that's for the, two tickets to what, Gabe? Uh, Wednesday. Okay. All right. Um, pillory was actually the correct answer for the Renaissance Festival. Stocks shackled your feet. So that was not the correct answer. We described the one that's head and hands. And I thought it was just two words for the same thing. But no. Stocks were for the feet, and a pillory was your hands and your yeah. head. So we only had three people that said pillory. Oh. Uh, and we, we had, I don't know, maybe 50 that said stocks. So we got to narrow that down to the correct answer winners and pick that. So we'll 
we'll finish both of the that uh, listener promotion and the Coyotes at the end of this broadcast hour. All right. Well, I, I want to touch on solar one more, just one more point. Allow me this, folks. As you heard in the last segment, generally speaking, the solar industry has me pretty riled up. But I want you all to hear me loud and clear. I am a big fan of solar energy. There are very definite applications for it. But it is an industry that you must proceed very, very carefully. And Matt proceeded very, very carefully. He started checking out installations. He started checking contractor uh, uh, reputations. And that's how careful you need to be. And if someone's knocking at your door, you didn't ask them to knock at your door. You weren't looking to have a new roof put on, a paint job, or a solar system installed. Your little alarms should go off in your head like 4th of July fireworks. They're there for one reason, to make a commission off you. Don't do it. Okay. I'm, <laughs> so, I'm, I'm for solar. The solar industry just has me a little wound up. And solar panels right now is the dominant application for solar, but there's a lot of cool things in solar out there. There's yeah, these baby. windows that they're developing called solar windows, for a lot of sky rises that you would see, and especially like what's going along around Tempe Town Lake. They're windows that's embedded with coatings that turn those windows into solar generators themselves. Oh, man. There's solar roadways that you can change the direction. So if, you know, like right now, 7th Avenue in Central Phoenix, at one part of time, you can use the middle lane going in and one, but it's hard because those colors stay the same the whole time. So if you're not used to that road, you wouldn't know. Well, these solar roadways can change that. Light so up. you might have four lanes going into town in the morning for traffic. And then at the end of the day, it switches and you've got down to two lanes going into downtown, but four coming, coming out. Home. And that whole time, it's just solar generating. Uh, there is solar conductors that uh, work with air conditioning equipment now. So it's, we'd say solar panels a lot, but there's a lot more coming to the solar industry, I think. And somebody said, so should we buy or lease solar panels? Uh, there's an, an arguable application for both, but always if you can afford to buy it or yeah. find a solar contractor that you can uh, get financing through. Yeah. So you're paying the finance company and not the lease company. So when you're done paying off, you own it. That's not necessarily what happens on a leasing application. So it's there's an arguable situation for both. You just have to work with a solar contractor that'll give you an honest assessment of and the pros and cons of each, and not have a stake in the game or horse in the race and you know, to to push you one way or another for his personal benefit. His priority needs to be your priority. If you've got questions between now and next week, R O S I E Rosie on thehouse.com. <laughs>